Well, welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Kasusha Jenenfeld, cinematographer on A Wounded Fawn, which is out right now on Shutter. It's very Yay. cool to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, that was an awesome movie. Um, I was at uh, when it played in um, Fright Fest in London, and it's cool to have seen it uh, get on Shutter so quickly. Yeah, yeah. No, we're super excited. Also, nice lights. I love. I love. Oh, the, thank you. Yeah, nice holiday cheer. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the hat. <laughs> yeah, this is a Krampus hat that was knitted for me. Oh my god, that's. And amazing. I thought it kind of fit the movie in, in some <laughs> way. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, what interested you in uh, Wounded Fun? Um, I feel like the first time I laid my eyes on the script, I was immediately just so captivated by it. I thought it was just so well written and I loved the different, you know, the two acts that um, was presented. And I think there's something really interesting about the shift that happens in the film. And just, I've always been super fascinating with mythology. And I thought like the script was just right up my alley. Um, and when Travis, you know, approached me, he told me right away, we're shooting this on 60 millimeter film. And I was like, okay, say no more. I'm, I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. So, yeah. Had, you, had you worked with film before? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I feel like when I started, uh, you know, doing cinematography, my first projects were shot on film. So it's always been something that I've been super, you know, interested in and some the medium that I'm really familiar with, which I'm assuming I think that's why, you know, me and Travis hit it off so well, because I was able to, you know, have that expertise going into a wounded fawn. Yeah. Now, had you worked with Travis before? No, first time, first time collaboration. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Um, I'm just so excited to see that the film is getting such good praise and uh, people are really connecting with it. So Yeah, which is, you know, it's an unusual movie. So, you know, I didn't know if it would be for everybody, but it does seem like people are really into it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, it's one of those scripts that you read where it's like, this could be really, really successful, or this could also flop because it is such an such a you know weird story, weird script, and the way that it was was approached. Um, but I am so excited that people are connecting it with so well because it is very bizarre, and I think it does you know take a certain person to like the film. But I think everyone, like everyone that's seen it, that have talked to me about it, have really, really connected with it, which is like can't really ask for anything more than that and with the two acts as you brought up you know because they're so different it's kind of uh, you know the first part's almost like a traditional uh horror movie and then it becomes very surreal and weird um are you thinking right away like how am i going to shoot these two different parts so they look different yeah absolutely i think one of the first things that me and travis talked about was how do we make it feel different look different because there is such a big shift you know when Bruce gets hit on his head like the world changes as now we dive in into the dream state that the the surreal world that is really happening in his head you know so it's like how do we show that so you know there's a big in the film there's a huge uh color shift there's a big lighting shift that happens because what it is is you go into this house and it's very warm beautifully lit you know very inviting and then once you know shit goes down it all kind of flips and then the whole lighting was became way more dramatic way more you know we really worked with bluer tones more so to kind of emphasize that 
you know, we are in danger. We're in this world that is not, you know, it's supposed to be a bit disorienting and, and weird. And um, so, yeah, and that's something we talked about. And there's something about framing that we discussed as well as actual movement. Like, for example, in the first act, um, everything that you see is shot either on sticks or dollies. So it's very kind of more control environment. So you could kind of feel that, you know, that when you're diving into the story, it's, you know, we're really trying to stick with the classical rules of cinema to show, you know, where, how the characters are feeling. And when you go into act two, everything is kind of more chaotic. Everything is shot handheld. So it just has a different feel. And I think that, um, you know, viewers don't necessarily need to know exactly like what we use, but I feel like it does, you know, translate to audiences. Yeah, even if you don't know like the technical side, your eyes and your brain like can tell that it's different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And since you are uh, using film um, and you start to do different techniques, like do you do tests with those so you don't film a whole bunch of stuff that, that's unusable because, you know, film costs a lot more than uh, filming, you know, in digital. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we, you know, me and Travis have really needed to, you know, shot list and really talk about exactly what we're getting because, yeah, you have a limited amount of takes, you have limited amount of time. You can't just roll on a, you know, on a close up forever. There's, it needs to be very controlled. Um, but I think, you know, we had a lot of time in pre-production to really discuss the film and really plan out every single scene because of that reason. You know, it's really something that we needed to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's something why I love shooting on film so much is the discipline that it takes. You know, when you're on set, um, it just feels, you know, it's a different environment. Everybody feels so much more focused because they know, okay, we have limited amount of takes. We can't just mess around. It needs to be something that is, you know, very well thought out. And I and it, it's nice. It, it creates a really nice atmosphere, I think. Not that I have much experience, but I just did a, a film on film. I was in it, um, oh, shot a 16 millimeter. And, uh, and it is, uh, it wasn't like necessarily nerve wracking, but you do go in knowing that like, oh, I, if I mess up, I can just keep taking take after take. Uh, it's like you want to get it done, which I think there's pluses and minuses. That. The big plus is everyone mm -hmm. is prepared to like, let's just do this and, and do it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, obviously we did have, room to play you know it wasn't that cut you know right right cutthroat like there definitely were times where we just wanted to roll on something and to see how it worked out uh without rehearsing just to see how you know you know our characters could play in the scene um but yeah it definitely you know i i love working that way because it's like you have a plan and you stick to it but also you could deviate from it and kind of play around more um which is you know i think fun for everybody uh, you mentioned uh, being a fan of mythology. Now, I actually, I like mythology too, but like I didn't know the actual mythology of, um, of the of the Furies, I believe they're called. So yeah. the movie actually made me go and look things up, which doesn't very ha happen very often when yeah. watching a movie. So were you aware of that actual mythology that that's uh, presented in the movie beforehand? No, actually, I wasn't. So that's something the same because I've uh, kind of grown up really like reading mythology books and, you know, being really interested in it. But when I saw the script, I was like, I don't know who these are. And I was like, shit, maybe I, you know, I definitely have to look it up. So yeah. definitely um, 
was the same reaction, but I thought, oh, this is really interesting. Like, I love the whole aspect of, you know, like the the women try and go back, you know, trying to come get back at, at the man, trying to, you know, kind of, um, you know, for all the, all the sins that this man have committed, uh, has committed. So I thought that was a cool little aspect of it. Yeah. And how about shooting the opening scene, the auction, because uh, we haven't gotten into the weird world yet, but it definitely has a weird feel to it. And it really, you know, sets the stage for the movie and it, it gives you a lot of uh, explanation as to what it's going to happen later on, which yeah. is, I went back and rewatched the beginning after watching the whole movie because uh, it was interesting to, to rewatch that and see exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was honestly one of the most fun scenes to shoot for me because there's so many different characters and so many things are going on. Um, but yeah, we really try to stay with a very, you know, clinical, surgical, very simple look, but slightly elevated. And something that we really wanted to use was close-ups to build that tension. So I, I thought it was really interesting. And this was all Travis when we were talking about it. He's like, I really want to shoot the statue super close so that when people see the film for the first time, they think the statue is, you know, six feet tall. And then and then you, you know, you zoom out and you see that the statues, you know, I don't know, like 10, 10. Yeah, I was when I watch it I, originally, I did think, oh, wow, it's this giant statue. And then you realize it is something you could put on your, your mantle or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are things, there's something really fun to play with with that. And I think when you shoot so many close ups, you have that really interesting pacing. You can really play around in the edit. Um but yeah, and I think, you know, it is very, it's a very informational scene. Like there's so many, so much stuff is given to you at once, um, which, you know, is really fun. And I think that was why we really wanted to focus on the statue for the beginning. So people could really get into the film and, you know, Val did such an incredible job, uh, our composer with the score. And it really bring. I feel like that scene just really sucks you in into the film. Yeah, I talked to Val, who's really interesting uh, interview. And um, so yeah. did you did you get to hear any of his score beforehand or is it uh, do you hear it all after you shot everything? Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure he was brought on after the film or I think he was, you know, in talks in the middle of it. So I unfortunately I didn't get to hear the score. But, you know, I've heard I know that Travis used some of his scoring as inspiration so, or some of his like older music. So mm -hmm. I got to hear a little bit of it uh, just for inspiration and tonality. But um, yeah, I didn't really get to feel, you know, to hear the full the full thing till we were pretty much done with the film. But yeah. I think he has done such an incredible job and that mo the, our movie is so much better because of you know because of Val. He mentioned using like certain sounds when you see red in the movie because a lot of use of uh red in the movie. How about mm -hmm. you know when you're shooting it because you don't want to be too obvious, I guess, and like zoom in on, on the red door. But uh, when mm -hmm. you're shooting stuff to you know make sure you see the red. Is there anything like you do specifically? Uh, yeah, I mean we you know we've been doing a lot of uh, we we were doing some lighting that was emphasizing the red. Um, and a lot of it was done in post in the grade. We had an amazing colorist, Alistair Arnold, who really elevated our film as well, where we really pushed for a bold, colorful, color contrast look. And that was something that, you know, me, Travis and Alistair were all in the room, you know, figuring out exactly what the colors needed to look like. 
and we really pushed for that you know really bold deep red in, in everything yeah the blood really works because it's so unusual for a movie for that really bright bold red and yeah it looks, it looks almost like paint which i think adds to the to the movie yeah and it was so fun and you know our biggest inspirations were 70 slasher films and how they looked like and that's also why we wanted to shoot on film and why we chose such bold colors um and yeah and that's why the you know the the blood needed to be that that color red because i feel like you don't really get to see that as much anymore so we wanted to you know have that there as an homage to those films did you get to see the movie with an audience yes yes we um the first time i saw the movie with the audience was at, at tribeca and oh, wow. that was just the most amazing experience just hearing the crowd react to moments that you maybe thought oh you know that's actually yeah that's actually funny i didn't see it this way you know it's it's really fun to see how others you know you know take take the film and then i got to see it at fantastic fest as well which was that was an amazing screening it was really great yeah yeah so a wounded fawn uh streaming on shutter i think it's great it's one of the best movies of the year uh, uh -huh. It's awesome to be able to see it in the theater when you can, but, you know, that's not always the way everybody can see it, but it looks cool and shutter too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. Oh
Hallelujah.